0: from the NFL draft and we are so excited I'm Allie from Myrtle Beach South Carolina that's Dustin Boise Idaho Dustin are you starting to feel the energy that's starting to pick up and circulate with the draft coming up next week
1: Allie I was driving down the other road driving down the road the other day and this was funny because it made me think of your video that you made about which which Collins. And I kind of was kind of picturing myself doing that, <laughs> driving into Cleveland, going to our event. And I was like, once the plane's landed, once I'm in the car, I'm going to freaking crank it up. I'm going to be jacked. I'm going to our event. Like, it's all going to kind of, like, come at me. But now I can feel it because, you know, we're a week out, right? Like, I'm starting to feel the, the buzz. And I'm like, okay, my plane can't be late. I got to be there an hour early to set up with Ali. Like, oh, oh Yeah, you God. better
0: be. You better be
1: meet Nelly for the first time don't screw it up Dustin like all these (laughs) things go through your head
0: yeah it's it's going to be exciting it's going to be so exciting you're starting to finally feel everything picking up in terms of um you know just around the entire NFL landscape with the the national media picking up on the draft and just what the plans are who's coming in for the draft it's just going to be so much fun Uh, the energy is really starting to pick up and I know I'm excited I'm sure Browns fans were all excited uh, but there's some news right now, you know, that's coming out of Cleveland. We know that they just released defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. Richardson, excuse me. We're going to get into that here in a moment. Um, but, you know, at this point in time, we start to see these things happen right up before the draft where you see maybe some, some teams trade down. This is that time where things are going to start coming up. Um, and it's, it's really going to be interesting to see how that plays out and what that translate, translates into in the draft. Um, so we're going to get into that here in a little bit here in the show, uh, but before we do so, just want to give a shout out to our good friends at OnlyInCleave.com. Um, we are so excited to be doing the pre-draft party live from OnlyInCleave there in Cam's Corner, downtown Cleveland um, on Wednesday before the draft. You can come check us out, actually physically in person from five to eight that evening. Um, we'd love to meet you. There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks, um, but You know there's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. I would love to meet you. I know Dustin would love to meet you. And you know what? I'd love to talk. We'd love to talk. The draft. This is the time.
1: And in the invite, um, you'll see below us here on the show. Uh, Make sure if you are coming, say you're going or interested, so we can kind of give it a feel. Uh, Allie and I gotta pick up supplies, and you know, do all that stuff. If you're coming,
0: let me know so I can make sure we got enough plates and drinks and all that. We need to know. We want You're you're invited. We want you. But just let us know,
1: and it's um, free. and it's free. What's even better?
0: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but of course, go check out our friends at OnlyInCleve If you need an official Here We Go Brian's podcast hat or shirt, you can get it there at OnlyInCleve Please go check them out. They're the best in the business, um, and we're excited to be doing our live event there at Only in Cleave, uh, there in Cam's Corner, um, Dustin. Um, so let's just get right into the Sheldon Richardson news. I was released a few days ago at this point that they had released defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson, mm-hmm. um, really right after our last show, right? And we didn't have time. It, happens. it always, always happens. It's right after the last show, then we've got to wait a couple of days, and you know how it goes. Um, but what What are your overall thoughts on it? I know a lot of people have some mixed feelings, but what? unpack it. Give me, give me what's in Dustin's yeah. brain right now.
1: I'm going to unpack it from the Andrew Barry perspective, right? Like, obviously, he's the one that pulls that trigger. He makes the move, right? Um, we all know Richardson was a fan favorite. But I kind of, like Allie does, I have to dig in, look a little, look under the microscope, and, you know, like, you know, we may not like it, but there might be a reason. Well, I look at this, and this is not an Andrew Barry guy, right? He wasn't one that Andrew Barry brought in in free agency and kind of brought him to the table in Cleveland. So, I kind of look at it as okay, we can save 11 million here. I brought in Clowney. Um, we have Billings and some of these guys that haven't even been on the field yet, right? Um, and Ali knows this all too well. Barry loves value in his players, right? He doesn't want to overspend. And I think he can look and say, hey, I think we feel pretty good with what we have. We have some guys coming back, you know, Elliot and some of these other guys that are going to fill in that spot. And I think I feel okay, right? And by the way, I can save some money on the front end. I mean, we're not attached to any kind of guaranteed money going forward with him. You know, once we release him, it's done. We, we have That's an $11 million savings to the Cleveland Browns. So I think he looked at it from a more matter-of-fact kind of way and looked at what we had now going forward and with the draft. You know, can we get some more value in the second, third round maybe? Who knows, right? But I think he looked at it from a value standpoint and what we have going forward. Like, I don't think it hurts us, I guess, is, in long story short on that.
0: Well, I'd push back on that just a little bit because I think it does because he brings more to the table than just his ability to stop the run and uh, rush the passer right he, He's a, an NFL veteran, um, but as I mentioned, um, I think that you can you can save money here. you can dislike the move, but understand the reasoning behind it. Um, but you make a good point, right? I think that the Browns like what they have up and coming and who they brought in in free agency. Um, taking a look at that defensive tackle room, you bring in a Malik Jackson, who's just an absolute scrapper at that position, another veteran. Um, yep. And then Jordan Elliott, who's really hoping to take a really big s- step this year. You have Andrew Billings coming back last year. Remember, he didn't play last year. Um, yep. So that's going to be interesting. You have to like that rotation. Um, mm-hmm. But also want to mention what they have on the defensive end sides, right? We know – You've got Miles Garrett, now Jadavion Clowney, Tack McKinley. What's something that we know that they like to do, especially on third downs is that NASCAR package. You have three defensive ends out there. (laughs) Um, You have Miles on one side, Tack on the other, and then you put uh, Jadavion there in the middle because we know that he can play that three-technique spot, and he's really good against the guard. He's elite on the interior. So I think that they like what they have there.
1: You can stop the run. He's a run stopper. He's
0: an elite run stopper, an elite. Top, top of the league, top tier, run stopper.
1: And I, I mean, let's just go down that path a little bit. You know, the the knock on Clowney, well, he hasn't had the, you know, the sacks, you know, the last couple of years that you know everybody mm-hmm. wanted him to have. But you know what? We're in the AFC North. That's Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett can get twelve to fourteen sacks a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. If if Clowney can stop the run and stuff the, the the heavy run AFC North, I'm just fine with that because you know what that means you're limiting what your offensive teams can do against you. If you got an elite to your point run guy that can stop the run, it's forcing them to pass. And who do you got back there? You know, you now you're forcing them to throw the ball. When you force a team to throw the ball, they usually lose. We saw that in the playoff game against Pittsburgh. They were forced to just keep throwing the ball over and over again to catch up.
0: Yeah, but just going you're you're right. But going back to Sheldon Richardson, when, when, when we looked and dissected their front four in previous shows, right before bringing in Jadeveon Clowney, you say, all right, damn, you got Miles Garrett, you got Tack on a, on a pretty, pretty decent contract, um, you've got Jadeveon Clowney, oh, and by the way, you've got Sheldon Richardson, Malik um, Jackson, Andrew Billings, and Jordan Elliott, but at some point, that gets a little clogged there, don't you think? Um, you ha- you, one thing that we talk about at length is depth. You have to have depth. Good teams have depth. And not only do they have depth, they have value and cheaper guys in their depth. Um, so I think that's what we're seeing here is Andrew Barry, as you mentioned, $11 million, um, in cap space that they're going to be able to spend wisely here in the upcoming draft. So it's going to be really interesting. How do you think that this move impacts what the Browns are going to do in the draft, if at all?
1: I, I don't know if it affects them a lot. I mean, they could go D tackle in the first round, but, I, I, you know, Andrew Barry... Likes value, right? He may go second or third round and try to find these players. Because, as you remember, I believe we have two third round picks, right, Ali? We have. Uh, yes,
0: yes. Or, yeah. um, but also, this isn't this isn't like years past, uh, even last year, or the year prior, where you have an enormous amount of defensive ends and defensive tackles that right. are going to be available. Available there, especially in the first round. You're not going to get a ton of value there. It's just not the way it's going to go.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you know, and here's the thing. I don't we. I've said this at nauseum. Andrew Barry is sneaky good. I I, I think he's going to toy with the toolbox all the way up to July. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I look at people like he goes out and looks at the waiver wire. You know what I mean? He's always kind of wheeling and dealing. And he always says, I will do whatever it takes to improve the roster, the Cleveland Brown. And he's so matter of fact about that. Mm-hmm. So if it means going and making another trade or tweaking something, he's always moving and doing something. Allie. It seems like he's always – looking to make and improve the roster. So to your point in Barry, we trust. So the reason, you know, we Richardson, we hate to see him gone. We trust his movements, right? We trust what he's doing and he has a reason and why he's doing this. So yeah,
0: I think we're at that point and I, I never thought I'd be here in my, in my lifetime with the Browns so far is that no matter what happens next, next Thursday, Really, or throughout the entire draft, I have all, th- all the faith in the world. We saw it last year with with the value that they got in Harrison Bryant in the fourth round, Nick Harris there, um, DPJ in the sixth round. They have an eye.
1: Donovan Peoples Jones in the sixth round, and look what kind of impact he made on the Browns. Yeah, and, and, I mean, he won a game for the Browns. A sixth round draft pick mm-hmm. won a game for the Cleveland Browns with that pass with that touchdown.
0: Yeah, so let's, uh, let's talk about this. With the departure of Sheldon Richardson, does that change anything on your, your defensive scope in terms of um, positions of need? Like, you know, before I, I would say, but this was before we even brought you Davion Clowney in. Hey, pass rush, huge area of need. Corner, huge area of need. Linebackers, obviously. Like, do, does that change anything in your order? L- let's do this. Can you rank your, your positions of need on the defense in order of importance?
1: You know, for me, I would say the corner position kind of is just because, you know, injuries, we can never really, um, really say what's available, right? Um, as far as, like, with, with with Greedy, like, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen to him, right? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. So I, I, if I had to go and say, okay, where are we going to be? I'm going to say corner. I mean, okay. that would be where I'd be at.
0: Okay, and then uh, give, give uh, them all to me. What's that? Give me give me your positions of of uh, a need in order.
1: More, and I think defensive line still. I think that would be. Um, I could see us going for a wide receiver though too. No, I, no, so no. I,
0: give me give me your your defensive positions oh, or areas of need.
1: Oh, just defense. Yep. Uh, corner, D tackle, linebacker probably, and then mm-hmm. and then you know safety or whatever. That you're going deep in rounds there, but I would go. Corner, D-tackle, and linebacker. And the reason I probably would put linebacker uh, there is because we know Joe Woods, linebacker, is not the biggest, you know, thing in his scheme. So that's why I put them in third.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd go. I'd go corner number one, okay. position of need, um, because you can never have too many corners, no matter <laughs> what you have on your roster. Um, and then I'm going to secondly, I'm going to go linebacker. Okay. um i think you've got to ha- be able to address the speed there um and then i'm gonna go entire defensive line and then safeties i think they they have a lot of what they like there in the safety room but i think if we take okay. a look at who we have on corners you cannot trust Ingridy williams right now to come back fully healthy you can't trust denzel ward to come back fully healthy and play 16 games we love them but it is what it is um we have lost money mitch so He was Mr. Reliable. You don't have that. We do have Troy Hill that can be a very valuable slot corner, but you need somebody who can lock down uh, the the edges there Um, or, you know, they're on the the exterior. So I've got corner, then linebacker. I think you need speed in the linebacking room. You absolutely have to have somebody that that can bring that to the table, have some versatility that can cover. They like linebackers that can cover running backs and tight ends. I think that's an enormous trait that they are looking for in terms of linebackers. Um, somebody that can get off the line pretty quickly, that can rush, rush the passer, but can also play cover um, against tight ends, linebackers, and even receivers if needed. Uh, sure. But then, then we talk about the defensive line. Another thing, you can never have too many pass rushers. And then it becomes, okay, your GM, do you, do you <laughs> prefer linebacker, or I'm sorry, pass rush or corner? Yeah. You know, and it just comes down to what you can get with value, and I think that there's too many elite corners in this draft to pass up on. So that's why I would say corners probably going one, uh, and then you're you're just going to see it come off the board as the board kind of falls to you.
1: Best. So, with, yeah. So with that said, Allie, we're at 26, right? Say yep. we say we move up, move down. Yep. If, if you're Andrew Berry, and I'm I'm going to give you a snare. I'm just going to throw this out at you. Okay. We have a run on quarterbacks. We have a run on wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Corners are starting to fall. Cleveland looks like they may be able to get another guy that could be an elite corner in the league, right? As you put it, can't have enough corners in the room. Who do you see particularly that maybe the Browns could target and move up to eighteen, twenty, or 15, somewhere in that range, or stay put and they fall to them? Yeah. Well, what's a guy that could follow them and you'd be like, hey, that guy would be a great compliment to Denzel and everybody else in the room.
0: Well, I think any of them. Um, I think any of your, your top corners well, right now. Like,
1: who yeah, realistically.
0: Um, so I don't think Patrick Surtain's going to be there at 26. It's not happening. J.C. Horn possibly could fall. And if he does fall there into the 20s, that's the only scenario that I could see them moving up for. Um, I don't think that the Browns move up. I, I'm out on that. I am out on that completely, especially with bringing in Jadavion Clowney. I think it's gone. Now, if you would have had maybe a couple elite edge, rusher, ed, edge rushers there, yeah, maybe I could see it. But now that we bring him in, I'm not there. So I think ideally um, somebody that could fall is going to be a Caleb Farley due to injury, who is a top-10 talent, but due to his injury gets pushed down. But then Browns fans, we can say, oh, well, we've already had injured corners. Yeah. What's that going to do for us? But you can take that risk when you already have some elite corners there in the room. I think he'd be interesting. But a guy I'm going to throw out at you is Greg Newsome. I he's got all the tangibles. My- he's got the traits. Um, he's available. But he's he's probably my fourth listed there on that list. I'm gonna go in this order. Patrick Sertain, I like JC Horn a lot. Caleb Farley, Greg Newsom.
1: Okay. And in that's why I saw the the guy from Northwestern could fall and just be in our laps at that point because of the run on quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. Like
1: I think to your point, he's got some of that all around talent. He's smooth. He mm-hmm. you know, he flies around the ball, you mm-hmm. know, and he might just be there and we won't have to reach and we'll just get him. You know, yeah. that was kinda of- um,
0: but us browns fans and and we know that we we look at our big boards every single year. You're like oh he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. And what do you know somebody's there. You get teams that trade up or even take somebody way ahead of when they should have. I'm going to say the raiders a couple of years ago when they took Cleveland Farrell number 4 overall. What the hell was that? Or when they took Damon Arnett 19 overall last year. What the hell was that? Um hey, I'm an Ohio State fan, but I I thought he was way over but that pushes other guys down. So Th- crazy things happen so you never know if a Patrick Sertain could be there at 26 or if a JC yeah. Horn's there
1: I said this a few years ago when the Browns took Nick Chubb in, in the second round mm-hmm. I was like that guy was a first round type of back and fell into the second round and the Browns got him and I said that guy will be a legitimate running back in the National Football League the guy re- runs like a freak you know what I mean but because of injury right we always talk about this Ali he had an injury in college which kind of scared little people, I think, came out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was always this, well, don't draft running back in the first round. Yeah, don't,
0: don't do it. Stupid. Don't, don't do, do it. do <laughs> will ever do that. <laughs> so that's what we, a couple of years ago with the Baker Mayfield draft. Hey, take Saquon Barkley number one overall, and then whoever's left at four. No, you don't do that. Are you kidding me?
1: Not at number one. Are
0: you kidding me?
1: Well, now let's look. Let's look. Who's been more injured in the National Football League? I, I mean, yeah. Nick. That's Nick, exactly
0: uh, why you don't do it.
1: But I mean, Nick Chubb, you know, he had an incident last year where he was out for a few games. But as far as durability, the guy has been really good. and oh, by the way, he's got his own breakfast cereal now and give yeah, that. A- I was like, you got Chubb Crunch. I was like, that's pretty cool, man. like cool. yeah,
0: yeah, no that that is pretty cool. Um but all right, let's just run through our kind of our big boards here. we We talked kind of corners at length here on our last show, and this one we we ran through some of those guys, but now we know the defensive tackle may be a position that that we're going to need to address um who do you have Dustin that if I mean obviously if Christian Barrymore's there sure he's he's I like him a lot but I, I don't think that's the number one uh position of need hey I could be wrong here but um what do you think what's your um defensive tackle big board look like
1: maybe Nixon out of Iowa okay. might be available to us at that you know without having to reach
0: well, I'm, I'm not so much asking who's going to be available. I just want to know what your big board looks like.
1: Oh, like if I had my choice? Oh, yeah, nice. like who, who,
0: who do you have kind of – I mean, kind of like we said last week, you know, Patrick Sertain is my number one, but is he going to be there at 26? No, probably not. But what's your maybe one, two, three guys look like?
1: Probably Christian Barrymore, I would say. Then probably um, the kid out of Washington's really good. Um, and I'm going to butcher his name on was that zerski is that how you say it levi okay and then, and then i would probably go with the guy nixon and then yeah that'd probably be my top three or four right there those those guys
0: yeah like i said in this draft class you're not going to get a ton of value here no. it's not it's just not what it is but i'm gonna throw an name at you uh, ohio state fans you know this all too well It's tommy I, who could be there probably maybe fourth fifth sixth round Um, excellent run stuffer. He brings a lot of power to the table. I'm not going to say versatility, um, but he can bring a lot of power, bull rush to the table. He can stop the run. He can get after the quarterback um, available. But adding depth like that is where I think that you're going to be the most successful in this draft. I don't, I just... Okay, if they can maybe bring in another corner via trade and then Christian Bearmore's is there at 26, sure. Yeah, you pull the trigger there. But I think at that point in time, if there's still some elite corners on the board, you go in that direction. Um, but you also bring up wide receiver, right? We know that that's also an area of need. We know that they like speed. We don't have anybody in that room outside of Donovan Donovan Peoples-Jones who's a big-body target. You can classify David Njoku who is a big-body type of target, but is he a wide receiver? No, he's a tight end. Um, So let's take a look at the wide receiver room, go through our big boards. Um, But actually, I want to run through who who your maybe top five are and then who we think could be available in later rounds for the Browns. So, Dustin, I'm going to turn it over to you. Who's your top five wide receivers right now?
1: And we're talking just –
0: Top five, no matter what. If yep.
1: Um, probably Jalen Waddle, um, out of Alabama. Um, I what do you think of him? I think he's pretty lightning speed.
0: Well, he's your number. I, I wouldn't have him as my number one. Um, I, I, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I just think, um, he's got a lot of injury history. A lot of it. Uh, and I also, I, I'd go Jamar Chase number one. That's just me. Um, I think yeah. Jalen Waddle's probably my three. I'd even have Devontae Smith ahead of him.
1: Okay. Now, if I look to where some of the Browns may target for speed. Well, uh,
0: first, like, who do you just have on your list? Who, who's your top five?
1: My top five. So that was yeah. my first guy. I had, obviously, um, Waddle, probably Jamar Chase. I would even then go, then after that, Smith, Devonta Smith out of Alabama. Those are probably my top three.
0: Okay. And then who else you got?
1: And then I would probably go Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be there, and then I would probably go. and I mean, look, I put this a little earlier today. Um, do you know much about the guy Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss?
0: Yeah, yeah, speed, like, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Um, yeah. he brings speed to the table.
1: Yeah, so let me throw this out there uh, with that. And then if we look at the Browns, what do you think about the Browns bringing in a guy? Because this is a guy I did a little research on Terrence Marshall out of LSU six three speedy has the hands what do you think of a guy like that the yeah I
0: think is? it's absolutely in play I don't think it's in play at 26 though
1: no 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 but again value in the going the second round
0: Well, I don't I was, think he's going to be available in the second round um I he could be uh he could be but I honestly I've got him maybe is my fourth receiver honestly I'd have him a little bit yeah. higher I if we look at what Justin Jefferson did last year I, I have him very similar I think he was probably At LSU, maybe the better receiver in Terrence Marshall, Um, but I I like Rashad Bateman. Um, I like Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall. Um, uh, You know who else I like, and I've mentioned this several times, is Rondale Moore. I think he brings a lot of speed and versatility to the table. He's not going to be your big body receiver. He's more of a slot speed kind of guy. Um,
1: He played at at Purdue, right? Correct. He was
0: kind of that H back style in that in that type of offense. Um, Kadarius Tony is another name I'm going to throw out there, but that's kind of my where it starts. I think it starts with the Alabama and LSU uh, wide receivers. Um, and I'm going to put Terrence Marshall in that mix as well. But then after that, you got Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Um, and then I'm going to go Elijah Moore, probably second there.
1: What do you think – I mean, this is in your neck of the woods. What do you think of Demi – Demi – Diami, or Demi Brown out of North Carolina?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I like him a lot. I think he's absolutely in play in second, maybe third round. Um, you spend one Six. of your third-round picks. Yeah, he's absolutely in play. He's He's dynamic – um, they, they, they were for for their type of offense. That's not super explosive. Um, they had a very solid running back there, but also him. I think they bring a lot of versatility to the table.
1: Okay, so that so someone like that, you could see the Browns uh, going after in the second or third round if he's yeah. Available. And then
0: even even if we're looking at maybe a fifth or sixth round, um, or fourth or fifth, maybe as an Amari Rogers out of Clemson, um, okay. another guy five ten, not not super big. Um, but can bring that element, that speed element, or or can add another threat uh, there down the field. Um, but yeah,
1: we, we've learned this. Yeah. I mean, it could be about. I mean, I mean, we'll go back to the Randy Moss days and some of those guys that were the, you know, the quick, tall wide receivers. I don't know if that's always the case anymore in the NFL. You can see five eleven guys, you know, five. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they've got the speed and they can get open.
0: Well, here's the thing on that, though. Let's take a look at our receiving room. It's a little bit redundant. We've talked about this before. You have Odell Beckham Jr., who's like – I don't even know what his height is, but under six foot. You know, he's not a big-body guy. Jarvis Landry, same style, except he's in the slot. Um, uh, Hollywood Higgins, similar role, right? He's kind of in that same
1: yep.
0: same ballpark there. Um, Kaderil Hodge, I don't think he's going to be a guy that can take the top off of a defense. JoJo Natson has speed. He has speed. But he's more of a return specialist. And Then you have DPJ, who's your kind of your big body guy, but he doesn't bring the speed element. I, my preference here is speed, 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 and then height. I want to see if they could bring in a Terrence Marshall, who's got the speed, but it's also like how how tall is he? Six four? I mean, sign me up for that all day. Um, Elijah Moore, he's got the speed. He's five nine. Um, Rashad Bateman, he's he's pretty quick, six two. I I like that. Um, but I think with, with the direction that all NFL offenses are kind of going, you're going to see some of those speedy, smaller guys come off the board pretty quickly.
1: I mean, let's, we've talked about this. I mean, the Browns are a dark horse for the Super Bowl. How tall is Travis Kelsey? Um, he's tall, right? I mean, he's a pretty tall guy.
0: I mean, I would imagine he's tight end. I me let me look. I don't then, know.
1: Um, let me six five, good- yeah. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I, I, watching that game live, I will tell you what frustrated me. It was like this. Here's a guy catching the ball and just doing this to the other guy. Yeah. There's, yeah. You're not going to do anything to me. So, to your point, sign me up for a six four guy that can go up and get the ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you're not going to – you can cover me, but you're not going to catch the ball. You may be able to bat it down or whatever, but you're not going to pick it off. You know what I mean? There's no way that's going to well,
0: happen. And if we look at the, who else we have in the room, Odell Beckham Jr., who can, who, who can take the top off of a defense. You have Jarvis in the slot. And let's just say we get a, uh, Elijah Moore, who's a speedy guy. Okay, maybe he's not the biggest, but if he can go get open, or if he can't, then you're going to have maybe one of these other two guys or, or a tight end they are available or a running back.
1: That will be it, though, right? yes. And
0: I think if, if we're taking a look at the Browns wide receiver room three years ago, you've got to have a guy that, that does it all. In this draft, and this is why I also don't think that they're going to address this in the first round, it's not a giant area of need. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have somebody that can do it all, just a specific trait, whether that's speed, height, or a nice mixture of both, but that can also just be a provided target downfield um, with good hands. I think that's the trace that they're looking for.
1: Well, he, and you know this, Allie, and we've seen this, and we'd love to talk about, I mean, it just gets me excited, but a guy like that, okay, I'll give you a perfect example, and freaking Baker Mayfield's got four seconds, right. he's going to sling that thing and go, it's coming your way, here it comes, mm-hmm. right? I, I just think, that excites me. If a guy can get and separate from the defense and get downfield, I'm excited for that. You can sign me up for that all day. Because when Baker gets time, he is dangerous downfield. Dangerous. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, real quick, this is totally off topic. It's not something that we need to worry about. But what, what's your, what's your um, kind of big board for quarterbacks? What's that look like in your eyes? Give me your top five.
1: Well, obviously, we all think Lawrence is going to go at number one. Um, we all think that Zach Wilson could be there at number two. Uh, the guy from uh, obviously Justin Fields. And remind me, the quarterback's name from Alabama is... Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. And then we've got the guy from North Dakota that we think is kind of more of a prototype, needs about a year of help, you know, development type of quarterback. The big guy at North Dakota State. Here's what I think is going to happen in the draft. I think Mac Jones is going to fall to the bottom of the first round. Mm. I know everybody, every television screen has the San Francisco 49ers taking him at three.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's erroneous.
1: Right, right. I was like, that's the most worst smoke screens I've seen in my life, right? Um, I could see the Niners taking Fields, fits mm-hmm. right into the Shanahan offense. Like, here's a glove, let's go. Yeah. You know, this is the perfect fit. So that's kind of my big board. I see probably Trevor, Zach, Fields. Then uh, the kid out of Alabama, and the kid out of North Dakota state. Those that's probably in that order is my is my top five.
0: Yeah, Um, I'd probably go Lawrence, Wilson Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, in that order, in that order.
1: And let it be witnessed today on this show, out of what we see right there. The best quarterback out of this draft will be Zach Wilson out of BYU. Remember this day, yeah. Alec. Okay. Alec, hang on. You re- remember this day. Zach uh, will, end, yeah. being the best. will we end up being the best quarterback because he is – I think he's got all the intangibles to be a pro-style quarterback in the national football. You
0: think he's going to be a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence?
1: I do. Over time, I think he'll end up being a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence.
0: Okay, so at what point can we come back to this podcast and say <laughs> – Justin was wrong. So wrong.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't think I'll be wrong because, again, I've spoke at this at length. Successful quarterbacks don't come out of big-time football programs in college. They just. Oh my god. Hang on, but I, I'm serious about this. Like I'm serious. Like, like all these big-time schools don't produce big-time quarterbacks. Every once in a while. They Tom a- Brady
0: went to Michigan.
1: Okay, but that was a sixth round pick. I'm talking about –
0: Okay, big- but th- to your point, to your point, he you went to a big school.
1: Right, but that doesn't but that Baker is not Mayfield
0: a- went to Oklahoma.
1: Okay, but there's only a couple examples. And, and, and Tom Brady was 20 years ago. Matt long- Stafford
0: went to Georgia. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just running through. I, I mean, no, yeah, I get your point. There are there are some of them, right? We know Pat Mahoney. But
1: is, but it's only a handful. It's only a handful.
0: No, I don't. I think that I think that's that's ridiculous to say. I no. I, I think I think if you are basing a quarterback's talent off of where he went to school, and that's the argument with Justin Fields. Oh well, Ohio State doesn't produce quarterbacks. It's not. It, we're looking at that completely incorrectly. It's on an individual basis. Everybody's different. Everybody's got different skill sets. It doesn't matter where they went to school. I mean, it does to a certain degree, depending on what type of talent they've played with. But to say that that's going to completely be the and I'll be all to translate into their success into the NFL is egregious.
1: Well, I will tell you this. I think a great debate for a future show. I think this will be good. We will look at the top 32 quarterbacks in the National Football League. Right, We'll take all 32. And by the way, I, have, I do not have these stats, nor have I done the research for this. Let's look of the last three to five years of the starting quarterbacks for the top successful rosters. How many came from big schools versus smaller off-the-grid schools? It'll be interesting to see.
0: I'm just running through all the good ones in my head right now. I mean, you've got your Big Ben went to Miami or Miami of Ohio. You're gonna have guys like that, and, and yeah, I mean, it, I can't is, say that it, it's the end all be all, and I, I'm not. I'm. Did, I'm
1: uh, correct me. I don't know where did your Brees go? Purdue. Purdue. Okay. So that would be that. So there's one. Um,
0: Russell Wilson. Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers. California.
1: Aaron, California, right?
0: Jared Goff. California. Okay. Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma. Tom Brady, okay. Michigan.
1: Tom Brady, Michigan. Okay. That's Tyler fair.
0: Murray, Oklahoma. Okay. Sam yeah. Sam Darnold. I'm I'm just rolling. I'm, these are not in any order. UCLA, no, no, or I'm I'm sorry, USC.
1: USC. Okay, and then so um
0: Tua. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson Clemson. Tua, Clemson. Alabama.
1: Right. I said, yeah. Let's look at them all because I don't know who all this. I mean, we have to look at the big board as far as all thirty-two teams, and over the last ten, five, ten years too, as well.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can do well,
1: that. we have the quarterback from you know, you know, Josh Allen went to Wyoming, did not have a great.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying all. Pat Pat Mahomes went to Texas Tech.
1: Right.
0: I mean, it's a, it's a. Um, well, I can't say it's not a big school because it's still in a Power Five. I mean, what are right. we going to classify? You know power five versus non because after that it gets a little subjective right that gets right. a little that gets a little hairy
1: yeah because Lamar went to uh, Louisville. Louisville so there so so there's one Louisville uh, I wouldn't put them on the top tier Oklahoma absolutely those types even Texas Tech I put on the top yeah I would yeah but I mean like Louisville I would so, say so
0: I think we would do power five versus non-power five would be the way to,
1: the way to no, approach that's, that. no that's what I would do I think that'd be perfect because it would kind of give us a balance of where these guys are and where they've come out over the last five years we'll say let's keep it over the last five years because I mean that's relevant
0: okay we can do that
1: now Ali if I'm right about my Zach Wilson yeah
0: so what are are we gonna at what point do we say this time next year or I mean I think when we look at, a, at anybody out of a draft class, I give them three years. I think that's an appropriate time to tell their age, their maturity, how it's translated into the NFL.
1: Let's, okay, but be I don't good. want to
0: wait three years to prove a point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Allie's like instant gratification. Um, no, let's do this. Of the top three quarterbacks, you would say probably, well, we've got, well, this can be a little bit of a rum, but Justin Fields you would think is up there um Zach and Trevor are probably your top three is that fair to say
0: I'd say that yeah
1: okay so there's a damn good possibility if Justin Fields goes to a place like 49ers he may not even play this year right Garoppolo may still be there and he's going to have to you know be underneath him for a year so how about we do this if they start in a game in 2021 we can we can judge those quarterbacks right if it, if Justin Fields doesn't start a game in 2020 we kind of have to give him a pass right because he didn't he didn't get the opportunity to showcase this yeah,
0: and it's all dependent on circumstance yeah
1: right but let's but, just do
0: this we'll just we'll play the eye test we'll play the eye test and if you play sure. we will uh we'll judge you so this time next year I'm excited this, to will, be fun.
1: this will be fun because I think it's a you know
0: now, I'm not saying he's going to be a bad quarterback, because I don't think that at all. I think he's going to be very successful. But to say he's going to be the best in this draft class is, uh, yeah. And I'm going to, eh, no, no, not signing off on that one. <laughs> but I That's still funny. think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be talented. I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right, Dustin, we are going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, we are excited. Everybody come join us next week. Uh, we're excited.
1: One, One week away from the. One
0: week away um, from today. Come check us out at Only in Cleave. We're excited. Um, but with that, guys, Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening?
1: Allie, I'm just, I'm excited for next Wednesday to finally meet you in person. This is kind of exciting, right? Uh, you guys that are watching this, she'll beat me up in person. In, in, I will. In, in, beat me up in real in, life in over the draft. Whatever else to happen. Or quarterbacks, for that
0: matter. Um,
1: But, no, we look forward to you. Uh, Just in the comments, guys, if you can leave, um, if you're going to come to the event, let us know. We're excited. Uh, By the day, we're seeing if current or former Browns players are going to be able to show up for this event. So check the details. We'll always be updating you in real time. But more importantly, we appreciate you, and we wouldn't be able to do this without you. And uh, we're looking forward to next week.
0: Yeah, we absolutely are, guys. With that, stay safe, stay healthy. Go Browns. Go browns. Everybody, Brian from Only in Cleave. He is the best in the business. You guys know we recommend only Cleve com for all of your apparel needs, for all your hat needs. You you need an official Here We Go Brownies podcast or hat hat or t shirt? You go check it out at onlyincleve com. Brian, thank you for joining. How are you?
2: I'm fine, Allie. Thanks for asking. Uh just got done working and uh ready for a, a nice chat with you guys.
0: Hey, well, that's a pretty cool setup you have behind you, is that, is that there in the store?
2: Yeah, this is a, um, our football section where you can just come over and you can pick any of these designs behind me and then you can choose the kind of apparel you wanna put it on. Um, we have uh, all sorts of things, men's, women's, hoodies, uh, long sleeves, short sleeves, so it keeps us busy.
0: Like I always say, you have anything and everything anybody could possibly need. And you can see it right there. Looks looks awesome.
2: We're ready for all sorts of Cleveland weather. And as we know during the football season, we get all sorts of Cleveland weather, especially last year with those three monsoon games.
0: More than I think anybody was was anticipating there. That was ungodly. Um, But Dustin, Dustin, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners, walk us through what's taking place a week from today.
1: Yeah, so guys, a week from today, uh, we'll be in Cleveland, um, Cam's Corner, with Brian and all the folks out at his store. Uh, have A former, uh, couple former Browns players will be there joining us. Uh, it'll be from 5 to 8, so it's kind of an open house to meet Allie and I for the first time in person. Um, we'll have food there. We'll have uh, Cleveland Stadium mustard, ketchup, hot dogs, nachos, you name it. Um, We will have all the trimmings. And of course, Brian's inviting a lot of people from the neighborhood to come as well. Uh, Ray Showdog will be there as well. Uh, The fan that just recently got inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, But it's gonna be a great night. Uh, We're looking forward to it. It'll be the first time Allie and I have ever met in person. So this will be our homecoming to Cleveland. (laughs) I can't wait, I'm gonna have the camera ready. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i know that's what i always say you know what we've been doing this show uh for quite some time and i'm in south carolina he's in idaho and we, we're on this consistently we're always talking we're always communicating it's like all right I, I already know him at this point uh but i've never met him so we're really looking forward to that and best of all of all places for it to be it is going to be in only in Cleve, in the store so brian walk us through what that's going to look like there on property
2: all right. Well, we have a something special going on. We actually have another uh, uh, draft night, uh, Browns kind of special thing going on April 23rd as well. We have a local uh, Cleveland uh, gentleman who has the, they call it a super flag, and uh, it garnered quite a bit of attention last year during the playoff run. All the news all the local news were just over this place all the time and it's a 28 by 15 flag and we're going to have that at the store um we're actually getting it tuesday but it'll be in time for his party april 23rd and of course it'll still be here for the april 28th party uh pre-draft <laughs> show with Allie and dustin so um we're gonna ha- let people take pictures of themselves in front of the flag but um it's it's kind of a hard to describe it's just so so big, it's I've never seen a flag this big. So when you see it in person, it'll speak for itself. But the, the local guy, his name is Danny Reichel. And he um, he was actually, people would swing by his house in a local residential area in West Park, a, a Cleveland area. And uh, they would beep as they'd go by his house. And then um, eventually he turned it into like a charity where you beep, beep when you go by his house, but then you drop off canned goods into his the back of his truck and they would deliver it to the Cleveland Food Bank. So actually for his benefit on the 23rd, we're actually gonna be donating 20% of the proceeds of our sales to the Cleveland Food Bank, so. That's amazing. uh, and, and you guys, when you're doing your show, you, what a natural backdrop that's going to be with that Cleveland Browns flag. Huh?
0: You know it. You know it. So guys, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be going live from Only in Cleve on Wednesday, uh, the 28th, the day before the draft in Cleveland, Ohio, the NFL draft in Cleveland. We're so excited. Uh, Dustin and I are, as we mentioned, we're meeting for the first time. It's going to be in Only in Cleve. There's going to be Uh, food available drinks available and a good time guaranteed so come check us out we're excited to meet you Um, and on top of it you get to see all of brian's awesome stuff you can see it behind him now if you're watching it um here on the stream but man talk about talent
1: and you don't know what bronze players may show up that night uh we're still confirming some of that so you just don't know who will uh, pop into his store that night so come by you might be surprised who ends up showing up in his store um and i know brian's going to do some specials that night as well so we're excited obviously to be there Brian, right great time to be in cleveland with the nfl draft and making a trip yeah when you visit the city
2: it, it will be having you know like uh we have an actual guy who's going to be here grilling hot dogs and uh we'll have all the condiments you need for the hot dogs and then um we're going to have nachos. He actually has a nacho. So it's going to be actually like the same kind of flavor of the stadium food and stuff yep. like that. So it should be a good time. And lots of great pre-draft talk. We're all very curious what the Browns are going to do.
0: Hey, there's so much going on. And, Brian, I kind of want to pick your brain. Um, what, what do you anticipate downtown Cleveland to mm. be like this time next week?
2: Well, it's almost going to be almost like the – it's not going to be back to normalcy, but it's, mm-hmm. we're getting there. We're, we're starting to take steps towards back to normalcy. So, um, it'll be probably the largest contingent of Browns fans who have been together in a long time. I know they're still going to social distance and everything, but uh I know personally, I have season tickets for the Browns and it uh, so- sure sounds to me like the Browns are planning on having full capacity down there. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, in the next few months and we're not gonna jump the gun, but I'm hoping in the next few months, things continue to get better. And it, with an exciting team like this, having 72,000 people down there, it'll be crazy. You know, at least nobody even under These young people have never under, you know, went through a, a good Browns team. That's what's going on now. Um, we have a good Browns team. It's real it's real. Um, they're gonna be good. And it's gonna be crazy.
0: It's real, it's tangible, it's here. It's what I've been waiting on my whole life. Um and you know, on our last show last week, Dustin, we had a couple callers that said, you know what, with the acquisition of Jadevion Clowney coming onto this roster and some of the other moves that they've made, watch out. It feels weird to say that they could be in contention for the Super Bowl, which is crazy because the draft has always been the Browns Super Bowl, and now the Super Bowl is soon to be the Browns Super Bowl. So it's just kind of crazy to think that that's how far we've come. You think this time four years ago?
1: Just four years ago,
0: we hadn't even dreamt of anything like this.
1: Or even Um, thought it was possible, Yeah,
0: yeah, nowhere close.
2: It's not, even, it's not even crazy to think this way anymore. We, we actually uh, have a, an incredibly solid roster. And the moves he made in the offseason to fortify the, the Johnson move and the uh, Hill move. And now that, that guy from Indianapolis, he's a fast linebacker. Yep. 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 They were leaders on their team, Johnson and um, the guy from, John, what's the guy from Indianapolis? I don't even know his name.
0: Uh, uh, Anthony Walker.
2: Anthony Walker, yep. those, they were both leaders on their team, you know, the kind of guys that uh, everybody looked up to and that, now they're joining our defense, which is, and they were moves that were, you know, we still have many, we have how many draft picks, nine draft picks. Nine and seven total. As of right now,
0: as of yeah. right now, I don't, and, I'm not sure that we anticipate nine guys on the roster come training camp, but as of right now, nine picks.
2: And right. And the anticipation, are they going to move up to draft somebody they really want or are they going to move, you know, it's really interesting and we can still, Get some more. I, I have a feeling they're going to be going after a defensive player again in the first yeah. round, obviously, and then um, they might surprise us with a wide receiver in the second or third round. And um, and it's obviously it's going to be predominantly defense, and to add it onto what we already have here, it's going to be very interesting. Um, what do you guys think of the move with Sheldon Richardson?
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know what. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I, I, it's one of those things where you can. You can not like something. You can be disappointed in the move, but understand it at the same time. I think we can all kind of understand where the Browns yeah. are coming at and what Andrew Berry's doing um, and keeping in mind who we have now. We've talked about the defensive line at length, Andrew Billings, Malik Jackson, um, Jordan Collin, or uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Jordan Elliott, who's Elliott, taking a yeah. step up uh, hopefully this year. So I think that they like what they have in that room. And by the way, you go out, get Tack McKinley, and you bring in Jadavion Clowney, who can play three techniques. You feel somewhat comfortable with where you're at, and I wouldn't be shocked to add depth there in later rounds of the draft.
2: Yeah, I have no doubt, and you know that's twelve million dollars. I guess they only had like eleven million dollars left, and they needed nine million of that for the draft picks. So yep. now they're now they have a little bit of room to breathe and, until next year, which is going to be another trip with all the guys who are going to need to be signed next year. Yep. And
0: if I know anything, it's that I I fully trust right now in this front office. Dustin, I told you on previous shows that you know what? No matter what the Browns do, no matter what Andrew Berry pulls on draft night, I'm going to say, let's do it. Sign me up, I, I believe, and I, I can say that for the first time in a long time that I completely trust this front office.
2: It's, it's a far cry from drafting Johnny Manziel and Justin Gilbert in the first <laughs> time.
0: That was just a couple of years ago, and here we are. Brian, I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, who, if you are Andrew Barry right now, who do you have your eye on at 26?
2: Um. I'm I, I I think they're gonna go after a, a defensive back. I you yeah. know, a true cover corner because I I don't think you could really go you, you can't be too confident about Greedy Williams after his, you know, injury problems. I think they're going after a defensive back. But
0: I like it. I like it. It's gonna be interesting.
2: And if they wanna you know, the top rank two, they're gonna to have to move up in a draft. Shertain and the other guy mm-hmm. from
0: J.C. Horn, yeah, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain. It's, it's going to be interesting, and I think us Browns fans, as I mentioned last week, let's pray for a a run on quarterbacks and receivers because that's going to push a lot of that top end elite defensive talent down to us at twenty six.
2: Well, it's pretty realistic. There's going to be a run on receivers and quarterbacks. There should might be five quarterbacks, you know, and there might be three or four receivers. Two from Alabama alone, you know.
0: It's going to be fun. Well, Brian, thank you for your time. As always, we are so excited to meet you in person for this event. Um, Next Wednesday, guys, come check us out. We're excited to meet you. As we mentioned, there's going to be food available, drinks available, but a guaranteed good time. Come check us out at Only in Cleve.
2: All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks, Brian. Take care. trip into Cleveland. We'll see you. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you. Thank you.